Isaiah chapter 60. Look at this. I want to share it to you, share it with you. It says in Isaiah chapter 60 in verse number one. Oh God, thou hast cast. Oh, excuse me. I'm in Psalm 60. Boy, look, I'm about to go in. I said, well, hold on one minute. I'm about to say, oh God, thou hast deceived me. <laughs> I said, that ain't it. Bless his name. Isaiah chapter 60. The Bible says in verse number one, arise, shine, for thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. God, I'm here to tell you right now, that's right now. That's not just in the text. That's now for us. Arise, shine for thy light is come. Once your light, you decide when you rise. He doesn't say I'm going. He said, just arise. Whenever you decide you're going to rise because you're light, you can rise. You do not have to stay where you are. Arise. When you're a son, you can rise when you want to. God, man, I, I'm trying to help us understand where we really are. Now, I'm, I'm actually speaking prophetically right now. Y'all know that, right? It's prophet mode. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Verse 2, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come, everybody say come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising lift up thine eyes round about and see all they gather themselves together they come everybody say come to thee thy son shall come everybody say come from a, from far and thy daughter shall be nursed at thy side then thou shalt see and flow together and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces of the Gentile, Gentiles shall come, everybody say come, unto thee. Verse 6, the multitude of camels shall cover thee and the dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all they from Sheba shall come, everybody say come. They shall bring gold and incense, and they shall show forth the praises of the Lord. Verse number seven. All the flocks of Kadar shall be gathered together unto thee. The rams of Nebaioth shall minister unto thee. They shall come. Everybody say come. Up with acceptance on my altar, and I will glorify the house of my glory. That's that last statement right there. I don't even know. I, I already know we ain't going to get to everything because of that. Right. That right there. I will glorify the house of my glory. There is an outpouring of adulation. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor there is an outpouring. Of adulation. Father, we thank you. 
And we bless you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. For the life of God that's in this room to cause every dead thing in this room to hear your voice. And those that hear your voice, though they were dead, they shall yet live. God, I bless you and give you the glory, the honor, and the praise that it is so now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated in the house of God. I want to share a couple of things with you that are so, so powerful. And, and such, such a powerful statement in Isaiah in this chapter and how much Isaiah reflects where we are right now. Everybody say adulation. I was having a, a conversation with, with one of my spiritual sons with Brian and he said something while we were talking. He said, man, I was at the gas station and the word of the day that flashed on the screen while I was pumping my gas was adulation. The moment he said that word adulation, my heart leaped. And while I'm talking to him on the phone, I put him on speaker so I could look it up in the dictionary. And what's so funny is your son knows, he said, you're looking it up right now, ain't it? And I said, I sure am, because something leaped when you said that. Something leaped in me when you said that. Adulation means excessive devotion. And then the crazy part about it is that word tied into Isaiah 60, which I told you I was going to preach on last Sunday, but he didn't say that to about Wednesday or Thursday. But something in my spirit told me I needed that to finish this. There is an outpouring of adulation. Hallelujah. If, if we look at Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 and 2, the Bible says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Amen. The sun rises upon everybody. Glory only rises upon thee. Everybody gets the sunline, everybody gets the sunshine, but everybody doesn't get the glory cloud. Right? And thy glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness shall cover the people. Right? For thy light is come, for the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness shall cover the people. I need y'all to notice the difference between light and dark. Light comes, darkness covers. It's a big difference. For thy light is come, but darkness covers the earth. Light comes, darkness covers. What am I trying to say? Darkness is a covering. Amen. We always talk about people, you need to get you a covering. You need to get you a church. But darkness itself is a covering. People themselves are not dark. They just have a covering called darkness. Everybody understand what? But for darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness shall cover the people. Darkness is a covering that won't allow people to come under covering. 
It is a covering. So many believers are frustrated with family members and you're frustrated with co-workers and you're frustrated with friends because you tell them they need to change and they tell you, I know I need to change, but they keep on doing what, I, what, what they kept on doing after you told them. And then we get mad at them, but we don't understand their covering won't let them. Darkness, their covering won't let them change even though they need to, they know they need to change. Darkness won't, their covering won't allow them to come to church every Sunday because the darkness is a covering that just won't. They don't want to change. They don't want to listen. They do want to change. They do want to listen. Their covering just won't allow them. Darkness is a covering that takes command and won't allow an individual to be ministered to by legitimate covering. Darkness covers the earth and gross, thick darkness covers people. Darkness is greater on people than it is on the earth. Can you imagine how dark it is for an earthquake? Earthquakes are the result of darkness. But God says the darkness on people is worse than the darkness on the earth. It's gross. Right? So we tell people, I told them to stop drinking. I told them they need to get out the streets. I told them they need to change their life. And they say, I know, but watch this. They're going to be right back out there doing the same thing. And we think they don't, they don't want to change. That's not necessarily true. They have a covering named darkness that won't allow them to change and follow through on those instructions. Because darkness is a false covering. Everybody say false covering. Darkness covers the earth. And deep darkness covers the people. God never instructed us to tell people in darkness that he, they need to change. That's our problem because when you tell them they need to change, you are not doing your job. When you tell them they need to stop drinking, you are not doing your assignment. When you tell them they need to start coming to church, that is not what God called you to do. He said, be light. He did not tell you to tell them to stop being dark. He said, be light. Arise and shine for thy light has come Glory be to God. Don't you dare tell them to come out of darkness. Shine on them. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. Don't talk to them. Shine on them. Don't, don't fuss at them. Shine on them. Don't argue with them. Shine on them. He never told you to tell them to change their darkness. They're covered in it. Darkness is a covering that now immediately lifts when light is emanated. Right. Thank you, Lord. You better find what I'm saying. David, tell your neighbor, shine yourself on people. Darkness, there's a short, there's a like a settle like, mm, you know what that is? Can we get deal with that? Darkness, watch this, and it's so key. Darkness means obscurity. Everybody say obscurity. That means when something is obscure, that means it is a condition of being unknown. You can't really tell what it is. It means to cover, to conceal, or to hide. Darkness is obscurity. It means something that is unknown. To cover, to conceal, or to hide. Synonyms for cover are mask, disguise, camouflage. Right. So we could actually when we read that verse could say darkness, darkness masks the earth and deep darkness masks the people. Darkness disguises the earth and deep darkness disguises the people. Darkness camouflages the earth 
and deep darkness camouflages the people. I want to focus directly on mask. M-A-S-K. Darkness is a mask. Better said this way. Darkness is a mask on the mind. Darkness is a mask on the mind. It places a mask on how, on how you view yourself or, or who you view yourself as and makes you always look at yourself through that mask. Darkness is perverted self-perception. Please hear what I'm saying. It is perverted self-perception which forces us to always view ourselves outside of who we are in Christ. Darkness is a mask on the mind. Everybody say mask on the mind. Which causes me to never know who I really am. My own identity is hidden from me through darkness. Darkness is a mask of the mind. See, a lot of us don't get it, so I got to take it somewhere else. Where's that bag I told you to, to bring out? Now, now, now watch this. And I need y'all to get this. Everybody say mask of the mind. Mask of the mind. Now, if you look at this, this is a mask. And it's so funny. I got two masks out here, and the moment I brought out these masks, you know what? I knew my children were going to go crazy. <laughs> James and Josiah. So, you know, yesterday the Lord began to deal with me about this revelation that I'm about to share. And so I said, well, baby, you go with me to Walmart so we can get these masks. I'm thinking ski masks. I'm thinking two, three dollars. I, I forgot we're in South Carolina. They don't sell ski masks. Right? It don't get cold enough. There ain't enough snow, so I can't get a ski mask. So the only mask in all of Walmart is these $20 ones. And so I said, my wife said, well, I got a, a, a lash mask. Y'all women know what that lash I said, I am not putting on no lash mask. We got to do something, these $20 masks. Then she said, just get it, baby. They $20, but think about it. The kids got straight A's. So you can give it to them afterwards, to James and Josiah. Because they're going to love it. And, and so this is their gift. <laughs> Through Tiffany's intercession. Right? Okay. And so, but, but darkness, watch this. Darkness masks the mind. So in other words, what it does is, now, now if we look at this. Now, if I am... Standing in front of you like this, what are y'all doing right now? Even my sons and my daughters who love me are trying their best not to laugh right now. Because I look funny. Why? Because I got a mask on. This is what darkness does. It masks you so when you look at the mirror, you look at yourself and you think you are the mask that you're, you know, I struggle with pornography. This is how you look. That's just a mask of your mind. That's not who you really are. So you're looking at the mirror saying you struggle with pornography when in actuality you're just wearing a mask and all of the angels and devils are sitting around laughing at you because all you really have to do is take off the mask and realize that you don't struggle with pornography. I have anxiety attacks. You're wearing a mask. You're masquerading. I, I, I struggle to do right. I, I'm trying to get delivered from cigarettes that you're in darkness you're in darkness that placed a mask on your mind and it's causing you to view yourself through a mask of something that you are really not right 
you know, with me, I just, man, I, I just, I just have my issues and I just have my struggles and I just have my, my thoughts. And so now what I want to do then is when I am now in darkness, I don't want somebody in light because I want an excuse to stay dysfunctional. So I don't, I don't need nobody to tell me the truth. I need somebody to relate to me. So I need to find somebody else that'll put on a mask. Anybody, it don't matter. Now, if you don't mind looking crazy like me. Right? And so, you know what I'm saying? I'm tired of folk judging us. You know, we, just like everybody else, we get depressed. We just like everybody else, we get divorced. We just like everybody else, we argue. We get fed up. We fight. We just like everybody else. Being a believer doesn't mean not being human. We, we're human. We, we, we struggle. We fight. We, we sin just like everybody else. And, and so now what God says is, I'm going to send people in your sphere that ain't wearing no mask. I'm going to send light. All you got to do to be light is not put on the mask of this world. No, 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 no. I, I would do not struggle with divorce and I never will. I will never go back into sin. I will never mistreat my wife. I will never succumb to temptation. I will never walk in hopelessness. Depression is not even a part of my lifestyle. And heaviness is not even a part of my story. Defeat is not a part and I've got to hang around you long enough without a mask come on there are some people that God is raising up that refuses to wear a masquerade I gotta hang around you long enough without a mask so you can eventually say you know what if I got this man around me that's going to the same job I'm going to and he ain't depressed that's making the same money I'm making and he ain't defeated that's dealing with the same marital issues that I'm dealing with and ain't talking about divorcing his wife I am now going to see his light and I'm going to come out of darkness and realize uh, if God can raise him up he can raise me up too if God see I'm here to tell you right now I do not want to relate to your dysfunction you ain't got no business in a dysfunction I ain't come here to relate to your depression you ain't got no business depressed I ain't come here to relate to your anxiety you're not called to live in anxiety let there be light I ain't here to tell you it's all right. Take the mask off. Take off the makeup. Take off the masquerade. Darkness is a mask on the mind. Everybody say mask on the mind. Now watch this. I want to show you this. You know, I just struggle with this. I just have low self-esteem. Take the mask off. Take the mask off. Hey man, if my way's messed up, well, it's all good. What does darkness do? Darkness makes us unknown to ourselves. We don't know who we are. Right? It's a mask on the mind that keeps me from knowing the man in the mirror. I don't even know the man I'm looking at because I've allowed the darkness of the world to place deep darkness on me. Notice it said darkness covers the earth first. The darkness of the earth becomes deep darkness on me. Everybody else getting divorces. 
So I'm going to put it on too. The only reason why that darkness is on me is because I accepted the darkness of the earth as what's common. Everybody else gets depressed, so do I do, do too. The only reason why I'm wearing the mask called depression is because everybody struggles with it. Right? Darkness that covers the earth has I've allowed to cover me. Darkness is a deceptive garb that when placed on us conceals who we really are from ourselves. Darkness is a disguise. Everybody say it's a disguise. It's not a disguise that we voluntarily put on. It's a disguise that is involuntarily put on us through disobedience. The further you progress in disobedience, the more mass your mind will be. I don't care what nobody say. I just have my days because you are very disobedient. And so you got several masks that you wear. You got several identities. Glory be to God. You got several passports. You don't you don't know who you are from day to day because the more disobedient you become, the more masks that you have. Right. And so 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 now. The further we progress in disobedience, the more we're covered in darkness. I would suggest to you that there are more Christians in costumes than ever before. There are more Christians in costumes than ever before because there's never been so many people that say they're believers that disobey the word of God. There's never been so many believers in costume than I've ever seen in my life that have now twisted the grace message because the grace message has been so far twisted and perverted. We think that grace is used to excuse disobedience and it's when it's through grace we fulfill obedience. Grace is actually the power of God to obey him. And now we're using grace to excuse the fact that we're not. I know I ain't doing right. Thank God for grace. That ain't grace. That's mercy. And you better stop using mercy and understand mercy is a ride to a train terminal called grace. The only reason why God is showing you mercy is because he's trying to stop you in a place called grace where in grace I overcome disobedience. The reason why you ain't died in your sin ain't because of grace. It's because of mercy. But the only reason why I'm giving you time is so you can grab a hold of grace. But grace is by faith. That's the problem. I don't see nobody else around me doing that. Ain't no other church around us like our church. You know, I I know all type of believers that don't praise God like that. And they say they believers and so forth and so on. That ain't faith. You're walking by sight. And that's why you're still bound. Because you want to keep your mask on so you point out people with their mask on. Right. There's never been. We put on the costume called darkness through disobedience. So so now you got. Did you put up my costume? Let me show you the costumes. Of the the Christian costume. This is the Christian costume. Man, look, I love God, and I just have a hard time being interested in the Word. You know, I, I love God a lot, but I ain't really got a prayer life. God got to increase my prayer. You don't know who you are. The fact that God tells you to pray day and night, night and day, means that if you took off your mask, you would know you were a prayer warrior. I struggle to, to read the word. You got on a mask. And my problem is I'm walking around with a mask.
mask on because I'm really being disobedient. If I track why I struggle to be hungry for the word, I've disobeyed the word. And so it put another disguise on me. If I track why I don't have a passion for prayer, I disobeyed the word. And so I got And so now I put on this mask and walk around and help other people. Now I'm convincing you. You said you, you know you need to pray. You know you need to go after God. It's all right. I'm just like you. You know, man, look here. Don't worry about it. Don't feel bad. It's times I don't feel like praying and I don't love the word either. Here, take this. Go ahead and put on a mask and tell people this is what believers look like. Come on now. So now we, we, we are actually bringing folks out of the faith Come on. and not in it because we're masquerading, acting like we're walking with a man named Jesus. We do not wear masks. If you're a real believer, you praise God. And if you don't, you got on a mask. If you're a real believer, you pray. And if you don't, you got on a mask. If you're a real believer, you love the word of God. And if you don't, you got on a mask. And I don't care what you say. I don't care how much you say you love God. You are at a ma- You are masquerading. Because that ain't who you are. I know who I am. No, you don't. God knows who you are. Watch this. Watch this. Because there are more disobedient believers in the church than there has ever been in the church. History, there are more believers than ever suffering from mistaken identity or a masked mind. Man, we all get depressed. Man, I struggle with offense. I do this, all these different masks that we're wearing, trying to convince people that we still walk with God and we're standing by faith. Amen? Amen. Steady putting masks on other people because we're not walking in the reality of the Bible. We claim that we now are walking. Amen? Amen. But we would open face. Behold us in a mirror, the glory of God. See, the, the reason why some of you aren't, haven't been changed by this last glory, because you saw it with a mask on. We with open face, beholding as a mirror, the glory of God are transformed. You came in here with a mask playing with the glory. So the glory never touched your face because you came in with a mask and, and looked around and said, it don't take all that. They just being excited. They just having, uh, they ain't, this ain't what church is really about. I know church where people really are touched by God and they don't do none of that stuff. You came in here with a mask on. Glory only benefits you with an open face. Listen. Don't ever tell your neighbor it's time to be open face. I don't praise God like God says sons and daughters praise God. There's a mask on me. It's time to be open face. I don't love God's word like the Bible says we are to hunger and thirst for righteousness. It's time for me to take off this. It's time to be open face. If you would just be open. I know I believe God. I still love my daughter. No, no, no. Stop. Take off the mask. You are trying to redefine a believer. And his characteristics and his DNA. Amen. Y'all real quiet on me today. Is this too heavy for you? Hallelujah. Can I help you discern? See, it, it, it's not my job to get you to your destiny, but at least you can know where you're at on the journey. That's right. Because darkness will deceive you. You're walking around with three masks on. Right? So let me tell you, neighbor, be open face. Be open face. 
Isaiah 60, verse number 3. Watch this. Isaiah 60, verse number 3. The Bible says this. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light. Right? And kings to the brightness of thy rising. The Gentiles shall come to thy light. The nation shall come to thy light. The unbeliever shall come to thy light. The nations, the unbeliever, the Gentiles are not going to come to our programs. The nation, the Gentile, the unbeliever is not going to come to our plays. The nation, the Gentile, the unbeliever is not going to come to our concerts. The nations, the Gentiles, and the unbelievers are going to come to, let me help you understand this, the nations, the Gentiles, and the unbelievers are not going to come to our good preaching. That's not what brings them. It is people who arise and shine. For the Gentiles shall come to not my light, not the pastor's light, not the elder's light, not the minister's light, not the trustee's light, but the light of a people who have decided that they know they're the light of the world. The Gentiles, they are not coming to our programs. That's why the all nation service, that some of the nations are not here yet. Because some of us think, oh, we did it. We had a good program. We had five, six nations in here. They are not coming to our, our, our programs. How lit are we? Because God fulfilled his word and brought them here. They came for the program. They will join themselves because of the light. Gentiles come to light. You know who Gentiles are? Gentiles are drug dealers that never step foot in church because they tired of the preachers that take all their mama's money. They're unchurched with weed, with weed marks on their fingers. Glory be to God. They're, they're, they're unchurched. Slept with 10 men last night. They're unchurched. Been millionaires since they're 12 and don't need the church because the church dances when they give their tithe. There is something that God wants to give us that people that never heard the Bible will come. People who never been in a service will come. People who don't even know you dress up for church will come. Crack addicts that just got high will come. They all come to light. Because light ain't religion. It is the attribute of God himself. Light ain't program. Light is something every man wants that's been wearing masks and they're tired of wearing them. I'm tired of wearing this mask that I'm hard. I really want somebody to know I just want to cry. I want to fall in somebody's arms and cry. I'm tired of wearing this mask that I'm not hurt by men anymore. And the only reason why I am now a woman sleeping with women is because I put a mask on and acted like I don't care about men anymore. But I really want a man, but I don't trust them anymore. I need light. How can we who have masks on help them take theirs off? God, I feel the presence of the living God.
Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, nor, nor walketh in the way of the sinner, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are the light through delight. As we, we are not light because we say we're the light of the world. We are light to the degree that we meditate and delight in him day and night. When we now root ourselves in the place called day and night delight, that don't mean I stand up while the preacher preaches. That that means on my way home I'm still delighting in him that means in the shower I'm still delighting with him that means while I'm working I'm still delighting in him to the degree that we are delighting we become and inherit the ability to be the light of the world why because men were created to be sustained by delighting in him it is the ultimate fulfillment of everything we exist for And the Gentiles shall come to thy light. Stop trying to make the perfect program. How can we make a program where everybody was mad at each other and think that it's going to somehow benefit the kingdom? There was no delight in, in, in its preparation. Folks may come to the program, but they ain't coming to the light. Right? And so when they have a church program, you, I'm going to come to yours, you come to mine. Because it ain't really about coming to light, it's just about coming to each other's programs. You bring your choir when you come, I bring my choir when I come. Because it really ain't about being the light, it's about raising a big offering so it can help your church. Raising a big offering that you would normally get. Right? We bring in guest choirs to sing. Not because they open heavens with their songs, but because we want more people in the church for our service. Because we have to now invite choirs because we don't have enough light for them to come. Right? And the Gentiles shall come to thy light. When we root ourselves in delighting in him, we become the light of the world. We are only the light of the world to the degree we delight in him. I'm only the light to this church to the degree I delight in him. So I make sure I delight in him when you're not looking. I make sure, glory be to God, you don't even understand my whole life is given to delighting in him. And I don't even want to entertain too much that does not delight in him. Because I understand my ability to emanate and be the light of the world is dictated by my willingness to say day and night, I'm going to delight in you. Lord, morning, afternoon, and evening, I'm going to delight in you. When I'm tired and feel like going to bed, I'm going to delight in you. When I don't feel like getting up in the morning and doing what I, I'm going to delight in you. And I found that my delight in me becoming the light release life into me to do what I needed to do somebody say day and night delight can I say it this way we reach up to reach out or in other words we reach out by reaching up reaching the nations isn't so much about reaching out to the nations as it is reaching up to the God Amen. The more we delight in Jesus, the brighter we become. Come Kings shall come to the brightness. Come 
of thy rising. Our brightness level is directly correlated to our delighting in Jesus level. How bright you are is how much you delight in him. Can he bring you delight after somebody acts a fool? Glory be to God. Can he bring you delight after the news? I'm here to tell you delight is something that you maintain through night because the light gives me light so I don't need light to see. What happens when I don't need a lamp? I am the lamp. I just got to make sure I keep oil. It's one thing if I need light. It's, one, it's another thing if I am light. If I am light, if I'm ever in darkness, it's my fault. If I'm light. God, where are you? Son, where are you? The way I see the Bible, the father asked the son where he was at first. Adam, where art thou? I'm in the dark. How can you be in the dark in your light? You done been eating some stuff. You done been putting some stuff in your mouth and saying some stuff out of your lips that you should not have been saying. Ain't no reason in the world you should be in dark. Ain't no reason in the world you should not be able to see your way out. You're light. Ain't no reason in the world where you don't know what you're going to do next. That's for people who are wearing masks. I didn't know if I was going to make it. That's for people who are wearing masks. I almost lost my mind. That's for people who are wearing masks. Look at your neighbor tell your neighbor, I'll never be in the dark another day in my life. Man, if you start really grabbing a hold of the grace of God in that, I don't know what I'm going to do. No, 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 no. I still ain't in the dark. I wish I could take you to another psalm. Glory be to God. And I can't do it right now that deals with danger and delight and how we dwell in safety even though even when we're near danger. We dwell in safety even when we're in danger. That's a whole nother one. Why? Because I'm light. I'm going to deal with that another day. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, I'll never be in the dark. His kingdom is darkness, and I'll never be in the dark. I'm light. Amen? So, so the, this is what we got to understand is God is light, right? Jesus, who is light, turns around and says to the church, you are the light of the world. The Lord has confined himself to only being known as light to the world through his church, his bride. He said, if the world is ever going to know that I'm the light, it's because you have said yes to delighting in me and you have become a light that shows them who I am. If the world doesn't know God is light, guess whose fault it is? A whole bunch of people that are talking about how bad things are getting instead of delighting in God. God didn't tell you to walk around telling everybody what happened in the news and calling it prophetic. It is not prophetic to say there's another earthquake that happened in California. You are not being a prophet. You're just good at being nosy. That ain't prophet. That ain't prophetic. The prophetic could have been the light because darkness is ignorance that said, you know what? 
I, I sensed something while I was delighting in God. I wasn't even praying for California, but I was just caught up in the spirit. And God showed me a fault line that began to move. And he said five days. And because the world don't know what's going to happen because they're in the dark. But I messed around and delighted in God. And once I delighted, I tapped into the light. And so I'm going to call a special prayer meeting. And we're going to shut down. It's supposed to be what I saw in my delight was a magnitude eight. God said, I'm still going to release it, but you can bring it down to a magnitude one. Glory be to God. So in five days, there's going to be a magnitude one earthquake because we're going to lay in the church. And the problem is we have gotten so much in the dark. We don't even believe God wants to use us like that. We're not news reporters. We're prophets. We're the light of the world. The Lord has confined himself to only, I don't need a news reporter. Anderson Cooper does that well. I don't need you to tell me what happened. Channel 13 does it very, very good for me. They're good at propagating darkness. They don't need our help. Amen. The Lord, now listen to this. The Lord has confined himself to only be seen as light through a people lit in passion for him. We got to get lit. I'm here to tell you that's my agenda is that you get lit. You cannot be light and you're not lit. We cannot be light and we don't delight in him. I'm not talking about one or two people. I'm not talking about the priest. I'm not talking about a pastor. I'm talking about 120 people. I'm talking about that. That looks about how much people is there. I'm talking about 120 people. There's a reason why I'm talking about 120 people. Glory be to God, because there's something that happens that I know based off the of Bible that if it don't even take a million people, it don't take 500 people. But if 120 people say we're going to delight in him, the Bible says that there is a mighty rushing wind, that there's a sound from heaven, that there's an outpouring of his spirit and all the nations hear it. Every nation in every tongue. And so in this season, what God is doing is releasing now delight, not just in the adults. Stop thinking it's just about you, but your children. This is a season where we might not be able to send the four-year-olds and under because we got to get them under this envelope of delight. We got to get them under this anointing. And so they'll be raised and the first words that they'll say won't be daddy. They'll say Abba. You know, the first words that they say, oh, y'all hear me, won't be mama. It'll be manifest. How do you know that word? That's your first word is manifestation. Because I was under a glory cloud before I could speak. My parents made sure they brought me in the presence of the living God. And something got on me before. Operation Delight. So, if we look at this, I'm going to show you this, and it's so, so key. If you read on your own, verses 1 through 7, seven times it says, they shall come, they shall come. Thy light shall come, and then they shall come. Seven times. Amen? So, in other words, we ain't going to chase them, they're going to come. If we do this delight thing right. It's not about outreach. It's about 
upreach. If we just upreach right. They'll come. Isaiah 60 verse 7. I want to show you this. Hallelujah. Watch this. <clears throat> we have a people in darkness. One of the greatest expressions of darkness is people that don't delight in Jesus. You, I'm telling you right now, you're in darkness to the degree you don't delight in the light. Because you're destined to be light, but you cannot enter into your destiny without delighting into the God who is light. Your destiny is to be light. Your destiny is for people to look at you and say, I, I don't have to commit suicide. And you ain't even tell them. You ain't minister to them. They could just look at life and say, I ain't got to die. They're just seeing light. There's just hope. Because the best intercessor is image. God, I wish I could talk about that right up in here. The best intercessor is image. Why? Because image gives us access to imagination. I'm going to deal with that in a minute. Because we need imagination to tap into the things of God because our minds can't reach them. I'm going to show it to you in the scripture. The re in, when we begin to take on this image, we start walking in imagination. I'm going to show it to you. Isaiah 60 verse 7. I'm, and I'm going to get there. Amen. Everybody's still with me. Isaiah 60 verse 7. All the flocks of Kadar shall be gathered together unto thee. The rams of Naboth shall minister unto thee. Talking about the promises to the people of God who are light. For they shall come up with acceptance on my altar and I will glorify the house of my glory. The father glorifies the house of his glory. In other words, the father glorifies the house that glorifies him. The measure to which we lift him up to that measure, he lifts us up. We are not promoted by our plans. We are not promoted by our strategies. We are not promoted by our outreach. We're promoted by pouring adulation upon Jesus Christ. When the adulation gets right, glory be to God, people begin to come. I want to talk about adulation and talk about what, what the conversation between me and Brian, where it took me and how it matches all this. Adulation is excessive devotion. Did y'all understand that first? Everybody say excessive. Can I say this? God is only legally glorified through excessive devotion. People who are doing like this, they are not glorifying God. People who are doing this, hallelujah, yeah, they are not glorifying God. Right. It is illegal to call that because what, when I'm acknowledging God, glorifying God means acknowledging him based off of encountering him. Right. You can tell somebody really ain't glorifying God because if you're doing this, you ain't, there's no way that you could just do this if you actually saw God. Right. You're not glorifying God. You've just been trained in religion. You've never seen God. Because you can't see God and act like that. Come on. Now, now, now I'm going to tell you right now. Glorification is a response to encounter. 
I glorify him to the degree I've seen him. Right? But I can see him to the measure I say him. Some of us ain't seeing him because we won't say nothing. Taste and see. That the Lord is good. Now, look here. Right now, if I grab a stack of one million dollars, it's Tracy, and I bring it and I say, here, this is yours, what you going to do? Okay. Is you going to be like this? Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. Let me sit down for a minute. I'm tired. Why would you not do that? Because you're responding. Your response reflects what you encountered. You, you just encountered a million dollars. And I don't care how holy, I don't care about money. I just care about Jesus. Let somebody slap a million dollars in your lap right now. I'm lying. You get a million dollars right now. God says I'm greater than a million. I am the king of glory. There is none like me. There is none beside me. I am Alpha and Omega. I am the Rose of Sharon. I am the bright and the morning star. I am the light of the world. I have the keys to death and I have the keys to hell. I'm here to tell you, if we cut cartwheels, it wouldn't be enough. I'm here to tell you, if we flipped over pews, it wouldn't be enough. I'm here to tell you, if we all ran around this church, it wouldn't be enough. We glorify him. I'm telling you right now, you're going to be worried about your tie. You start glorifying him. Your shoes come untied when you start glorifying him. Your perm comes out when you start glorifying him. You, you lose earrings when you start glorifying him. Ask a man named David. Stuff starts coming off of you when you start glorifying him. I will glorify the house of my glory. Stop basing your praise off of people who ain't seen God. You respond to what you encounter. And if you want to encounter what other folks have encountered, you need to start responding like other folks are responding. I'm here to tell you right now. I'm here to tell you right now. I don't care how deep you think I am. Let somebody slap a million in my hand. I don't care what you call me. But I know God is greater than that. So early in the morning. 
Hey, I'm going to lift my hands. Late in the evening, I'm going to lift my voice. While I'm riding down the road, I'm going to bless this God's name. While I'm in church, you better get out of my way. I have encountered this God. what you think about me you ain't seen what I've seen I don't care if you feel like I'm not like everybody else you can't be like everybody else after you've seen God you can't act like everybody else after you've seen God I will glorify him you can't talk like everybody else I've seen the king of glory and he washed away my sins he pulled me out of the muck and pulled me out of the miry clay he renewed my mind he anointed me I've seen a king and I will glorify him I'm here to tell you where we're going is what you just saw. If you're going to glorify him, you're going to have to be willing to look like a fool to folk. If you're going to glorify him, you're going to have to be willing to be the one they lean over and whisper about in the middle of service. If you're going to be the one that glorifies God, they're the one, you're the one they're going to talk about at the dinner table and make jokes about because you sit... I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you right now, I'm going to bless the Lord more undignified than this. And I know some of you have never seen him, but you can't beat it, so you might as well join it. We ain't going to stop. The Lord has sent a wave of glory in our house. We're in the midst of revival. There's a refreshing that is breaking out. And I'm here to tell you, you ain't going to beat it. You might as well join it because my children are going to walk in this glory. My children's children are going to walk in this glory. My ch- I ain't going to stop because you won't start. I've seen a king. God, I feel an outpouring of adulation. I feel what God said he's going to do on today. Beginning to hit this house. celebrate like you are and you'll see him you will not see him not blessing him you will not see him not glorifying him but if you would be willing to understand I'm more than a 42 year old man from Michigan I am the prophet of God for this hour and I'm called apostolically to this region and I'm telling you right here right now your God is in the house your God your God
the glory of God. My eyes have seen the king. I can't act normal. My eyes have seen the king. I can't be like everybody else. What I saw won't let me. You feel the weight of that? That's God saying, I'm ready to pour that out on you. I'm ready to release that out on you. I'm ready to release an anointing of adulation. I'm ready to give you excessive, outside of the boundary, immoderate, unprecedented, limitless. You understand something? The Lord says, come, let us reason together. This is what I hear the Lord saying. Brian, the Lord says, come, let us reason together. If you would give that level of glory to money, why would I give you my glory for doing this? God says, come, let us reason together. Come on, let me bring you into the valley of understanding right now. If you would do that for $5,000, if somebody gave you $5,000 right now, it ain't even gotta be a million. If somebody put, if you would do that for $5,000, you would glorify $5,000 and this is what you do for me. Why would I give you my glory? Come, let us reason. Come on, I'm trying to help you understand what the Lord is saying right now. Let us reason together. Does that make sense? Can I be mocked? Shall a man rob God? I'm here to tell you, you can't steal the glory. It's glory for glory. I'm here to tell you, you can't steal the glory. You want glory, you got to give glory. God cannot be mocked. God, I feel a prophet's mantle falling on me right now. I feel God calling us to repentance for acting like we've been glorifying God with what we've been doing and we have not been glorifying God. I feel God calling us into the valley of decision right now to say we're turning our hearts back. Father, forgive us for the stiffness of our hearts. Forgive us for the hardness of our hearts. Forgive us for our, our lame sacrifices, our blind, lame, and maimed sacrifices. But today, God, we say yes again. Come on, I need somebody in here that will lift your hands and open your mouth. But today, God. Yes, so.
more than that. How dare we come in here and do this for God and we're going to jump out of our seats for the New England Patriots. We're going to jump out of our seats for the L.A. Rams. How dare we? God said, come, let us reason together. people in here that have not gotten their breakthrough because our glory is in darkness our glory is in darkness they would be free if we would give God what we really know we God, I feel a wave of glory hitting the heart. I need you to get open right now. God is releasing an anointing of adulation upon the hearts of his people. Even in this moment, come. I awaken your worship, says the Lord. I awaken your worship. You're my worshiper. You're my worshiper. You're my worshiper. I awaken your well. I open your well out of your belly. God, I feel the glory of God. I'm here to tell you nations are coming because of what God is pouring right now. Come on, get your, arise. That's what I hear the Lord saying, arise. That's what I hear the Lord saying, arise, shine. Your light has come. Your light is in your glory. Your light is in your glory. Your light is in your praise. Arise, shine, for your light has come.